Yo, what it do, people? Welcome to the hottest mixtape about video games on the planet. Podcast Gameoverse. It's your boy, Wasabi. This is episode 041. My main man, Rick. Hey, what's up? I didn't know it was a mixtape. You're going gonna to start spitting some bars right now? Yeah, here's a... Uh... Not right now, but at the end, I'm going to show you what I got. <laughs> all, right, all, right, all right, I'm holding you to that, man. <laughs> um, video games, man. Yes, video games. Uh, we both love them. Uh, we've been playing video games. What have you been playing, man? Nothing. Nothing? That's not well, true. <laughs> yeah, okay, well, here's the thing, man. We were We were here Saturday, so... <laughs> yeah. I didn't. I didn't get much much play time, and I did. I did play a little bit of the Avengers. But here's the thing: I don't think I want to play any more of that game. <laughs> it is so funny that you say that because I have this group chat with my brothers, and my youngest brother just commented in the chat that uh, his girlfriend bought him the Avengers game. And so we were both like, oh, how is it? And he's like, it's really good, man. I really like it. <laughs> is, that, is that what he said? <laughs> yeah, he said, so far it's sick. It's not what I expected, is what he said. And I was like, I was expecting complete trash. So if it's not that, I guess it's not bad. <laughs> it's not It's not terrible. The thing is, I like the, the story is... You can tell the story is good. Yeah. Like the last thing I did was Tony Stark and Kamala had a really good moment together. And I was like, oh, that's real sweet. And then I had to play the game again. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> I just don't like, I don't want to do this. Uh, I think the last time I played it was like Saturday night, I think. And I ended yeah. up rage quitting because. They 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 make you I, I don't know why, but they made they, they give you a solo mission as Tony Stark versus everything. And he doesn't really have you don't really have all your abilities yet, so he just goes in alone to do some mission and I just was getting my ass eaten out, man. I just could not take it. <laughs> Uh, I think I like it makes you stand in this tiny circle and you know how like destiny kind of does where it's like, Hey, ghosts go do this thing, but it makes you stand in the circle to like upload the data link or whatever. Like it makes you do that solo, solo with Tony Stark and he doesn't have all his abilities at this, at this point. So it's like, you're just fist fighting dudes and there's like tanks coming at you and, all this, by the way, it's like impossible to tell in this game what is like coming at you. Like if you're playing like uh, Bayonetta or something, you know, how it like flashes on the edge of the screen. Like, hey, there's an attack coming. Use yeah. your dodge. Mm-hmm. This game doesn't do that. I mean, it kind of does. Like it, it'll throw a ex- exclamation point on the edge of the screen. Like, hey, there's a there's some sort of attack happening over here that you're not looking at, but doesn't. It doesn't. It's not enough information to be like, oh, I can dodge this. I can dodge that. 
because there's just way too much shit. Everyone has a projectile. Everyone's shooting rockets. Everything explodes. Everything knocks you out of your, like, everything dazes you and knocks you out. Like, oh, shit, I fumble. Like, it's so frustrating. And then you're, but then at the same time, you're at, like, every everything has this AOE attack that just knocks you the fuck out. And then at the same time, you're asked to stand in this tiny circle, stand in there, or you're going to fail the mission. And that I, I, I failed that shit and rage quit. So that was the, that was the last time I played that game. I, I kind of oh, don't want to go back. So that's so funny. Oh, that is so funny. Um, I don't have a way to beat that, but <laughs> uh, since the last podcast, um, I've been playing, I played control again. I actually sat down and played with my controller and I have to admit, even though I'm less accurate, the game does feel a lot better to control with a controller. Say control again. <laughs> no. Control. There you go. You got it. <laughs> you got your fucking, you got your rocks off now, huh? Yeah. Did that bring you over the edge? Did you get there? <laughs> um, I also played uh, the demo for Ultra Kill, which we talked about a little bit last week. Oh yeah, how's that? It's pretty good, dude. It's hard as shit, but it's it's really fun. Like it's it's that good kind of hard where it's like, oh, I'm gonna fucking try again. So like Super Meepoy, like the game gets you right back into it after you die, so you can keep trying. Uh, my only complaint is that it has a scoring system at the very end. So if you die, it negatively impacts your score. So. By the end of it, it's like, oh, you finish with a good time. You killed all the enemies, but you died like twice, so you get a D. <laughs> Isn't that what Bayonetta does? It you does. Up all your stuff. Like it. it does, but I still don't like it. You I don't like pure platinum. That shitty I am. Uh, that's the end of the game, man. <laughs> you must get that a lot. <laughs> um, well, it depends because, like, I, I'm a very like. How can I word it? I like to do well in games. I'm at the point like like with Bayonetta, like if I, I I took me forever to beat it because if I didn't get like at least a gold, I would redo the level. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not play through. I just like to get through it. Not me. Like I gotta get through it. I, I got through the first Bayonetta. Like if I died on a level, I would I would refuse to start from there. I would start from the beginning because I didn't want it to count against me. Yeah, like I mean, that shit bugs me. at least not on my like first run. On my first run, I'm just playing to get through. But if nope. I like it after that, I'm I'm going for perfects. Nope. On my first run, I went through that. Like uh, playing it the first time, you're not going to know the yeah. you're not going to know the tricks the first time through. That is true, but that still doesn't help me. Like if I die, I'm still like, oh fuck this, and I'll start over. Are you kind of are you kind of person that like if you're playing a racing game and you crash once on lap one, you restart the entire thing? It's like, oh, there's no coming back from this. It's lap one. Absolutely. Gone too far. I don't, I don't play <laughs> racing games, but yeah, that, that's definitely me. I want a good fun time. Uh, well, it's because like in my mind, I could, I, I know I could do. It. Like I didn't do it when I bought Bayonetta again on the Switch. I was like, I already did this on the Wii U. I don't have to prove anything. So I didn't care about my score when I played through it again on the Switch. 
But if I boot up my Wii U, dust it off, I could show you like I've beaten every level without dying because I refuse to continue after I die. I'm just I'm starting over. Yeah. It's because the game tells you, like, hey, you died. Do you want to restart? It's going to fuck with your score if you start from here or you can start from the beginning. And I'm like, well, I don't want to fuck with my score. So, Are we in the 1980s where we care about score? Like, fucking playing Space Invaders? <laughs> if a game has a scoring system, I'm going to take it seriously. It sucks. It's, it's a weakness of mine. Does it at least so for Ultra Kill? Does it like is there a leaderboard? Does it like track all that stuff? Well, you played the demo, so it's probably not in there. But like, does it tell you how everyone's doing? Um, It doesn't have a leaderboard, but it does track like anything low lower than like a B. Like it pisses me off. (laughs) But with this game, I was like, it's just the demo. I'm just gonna play through it. So I have something to talk about on the podcast. I can't keep restarting the first level till I get an A. But it's fun, dude. Like, it's got a bunch of fun mechanics. Uh, the shooting is 100% on you. So if you miss a shot, that's on you. Um, it has this melee attack that at first felt kind of useless because the shooting your gun's better and your, your pistol has infinite ammo. Until the game tells you, oh, you can parry attacks with your melee attack. Someone, show, someone shoots like a fireball at you, you can punch it back at them. If someone does a melee attack on you and you hit them with that, you parry the melee attack and you get a free hit. And I was like, oh, shit, that is dope. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, I'm seeing that in this uh, GG Man video. So good, dude. Uh, Yeah, G Man Lives has... That's where I first heard about this game from him. And when we saw the game, uh, I think it had just entered Early Access and they had a demo up. So I I tried it. It's, It's fucking, it's so much fun. It's hard as shit. But it is really, really fun. Um, there's this boss with this weird, like, pyramid head-looking robot with this giant sword. And he was kicking my ass, dude, because I couldn't figure out how to beat him. He would just, like, fucking bully me into a corner and cut me up with a sword. And I would try to, like, jump around, get away from him, but he would always catch up to me with that sword. And I was like, what the fuck do I do? And he got really close to me, so I went to punch him. And that's when I learned, oh, I could parry melee attacks, too. And the fight just got so much easier after that. <laughs> like it, it went from me getting my ass kicked to me dominating him, and you get a lot of like moments like that. We're gonna yeah, this... start out getting your ass kicked, and then you just you start dominating once you figure out how it works. It's so much fun, um, and you heal yourself by killing people. So if you kill enemies, they they spill blood. If you're there in the blood splatter, it heals you. So it forces you to play really aggressively and get up close. With some weapons, uh, stay far away if your health is full. It, it's a really fun balance. Like, yeah, a lot of people have called it Doom on a Doom Eternal on a budget. I would say it's more like an FPS, like Devil May Cry, mixed with Bulletstorm. And it looks like that. Like, I like when you can when they've gotten away from the mechanic of I'm gonna hide behind this low wall and re- regen my health, or oh, even even like the older like quake style shooters where it's like oh find the health pickups and shit like that and come up with new mechanics of staying in the action not not having to disengage yeah me too and that's what i like about this game like it keeps you going and it's so much fun like i can't explain how much fun it is like we should do a first look on the demo 
Like I, I want to do a first look on the demo because it's fun. Yeah. But I'll have you play it because I don't want to embarrass myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's the boss I was talking about. That fucking robot thing. Thor's machine. <laughs> yeah. I think it's the second fight with him where he starts throwing a sword at you. But in the first fight, he just like fucking corners you and just starts cutting you up. Like it's it's so much fun. Like I'm probably gonna pick the game up now. Like that's how much fun I had with it. It almost reminds me of like Serious Sam, because the way you the the way you play a Serious Sam game is different from most FPS games. Because in that game, you're doing a lot of backwards running and side strafing and hopping, because everything just rushes you in that game. Um, it's but, very similar to that, but with Serious Sam, you have a huge arenas to do it in. Yeah. With this, it's a lot smaller. There's more effects. Like, there are some rooms that have, like, glass floors that lead down to, like, a meat grinder. And if you can shoot the glass floor under people, they fall into the meat grinder. And you get bonus points for doing it. Like, it's it's a lot of fun. Um, there's this, like, jumping attack you can do where you can, like, crash into the floor. <clears throat> if you're, like, right over someone, you're, you'll damage them. But if you're next to them, you'll knock them up in the air and you can get a free hit on them while they're coming down. Like, it's, it's a lot of fun. The game, the game keeps you constantly moving, constantly acting. You're constantly acting, reacting. It's it's a blast, dude. Like, if you like Doom Eternal, you like that kind of energy, this game definitely has it. But the scoring system, like, makes you want to get better. It's a, it's it's really good. Very cool. Yeah, I'm... I'll, I'll check it out once it leaves... Early access. Well, we'll play the demo. Yeah, I'll check out the demo. But right on. But yeah, that, that's what I've been playing, and I like it a lot. Like, I really, I would like to do a first look at this. We should, we should do that after the show. Sure. Um, yeah, that's all I've been playing, man. <laughs> Actually, that's not true. I started up Fall Fantasy VII, the original. Uh, Why? I bought it forever ago, and I was like, oh, I'll play it. And it's it's good. <laughs> it's Final Fantasy VII, I can say. I, there's nothing I can say about that. No one else has already beat me to. So that's it. Uh, yeah. I got a new Chinese retro handheld. Oh, here we go. Which one's this one? <laughs> uh, it's the Retroid Pocket Two. It's dope as fuck because Does it runs. I know that that's a big like issue. That's a big gripe with you. It doesn't have two sticks. It has two sticks, but here's the thing: the right stick is not a real stick. Okay, first of all, they don't click in, so there's no R three L three, and the right stick. Uh, purple nuggets here. What's up, purple nugget? Hey, purple nuggets. the The right stick is not a real stick. It's more like a slider, like they had on the three DS. Oh yeah, but the but, left stick is stick though. The left stick is a stick, but it doesn't click in, so you don't get that, like, or L3. That must feel weird. So the left stick is an actual stick, but the right stick is a slider. Yeah. But here's the thing. You don't, like, the games that this thing is capable of playing, you don't really need a right stick anyway. Oh, yeah. So it's it's fine, and it's, like, kind of low profile, so it doesn't get... You know, you're, you're like your your palm doesn't hit it when you're when you're playing on it because it's a small device. So. Yeah. But I've been playing on this thing a lot, and it's fantastic. I mean, it runs Android, just full fat Android. 
So you can load up all any any of your Android games. You can just load them up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I installed uh, I installed RetroArch on it. And I've been playing a bunch of stuff on there. Uh, actually, mostly just been playing Game Boy Advance. I'm playing uh, Zelda Minish Cap. Ooh, that's a, that's a good one. I like good game. Zelda. Good game. I remember last time I played it, I got to the very end and then didn't finish it for some reason. It was so. the same thing. Like I was part <laughs> of that when the 3DS first came out. I was part of that group that bought it day one. So when Nintendo dropped the price on it, they were like, "Oh, let's give out a bunch of free Game Boy Advance and NES games to all of you who bought it." And Minish Cap was in that game, and I played it like religiously. But then I got to the end, and I was like, "Now's a good time to stop." <laughs> yeah, I never so, finished, which is a huge bummer because I did like it a lot. And like, I'm the kind of I'm the kind of guy that plays a game, and if I get stuck, I would rather I would rather just quit a game instead of just looking up looking up a fact <laughs> for whatever reason. I don't know why that's, I do that, but. Healthy. It's not. It's not. So (laughs) I got to a point in Minish Cap where I was like in a dungeon and I was like, what the fuck is he supposed to do here? Like I looked, I got, I went everywhere and I cannot figure out where, what you're supposed to do. And I hate when games do this, man. There's a, there was a bombable wall that had no markings on it. No, nothing. Uh, it, it was just a bombable wall that you're, so, you're supposed to just put a bomb on and know that there was some shit behind there that was required for you to progress through the dungeon. So I did end up looking up, looking it up in the fact because it was just like, I know I'm not doing, I'm, I'm not missing anything here. This is something the games, the game's fucking up. <laughs> so yeah, I, I looked it up and then like, sometimes it's not, I also hate when games aren't, uh, they don't, what am I trying? Yeah, I'm blaming the game. It was the game's fault, dude. <laughs> I know, dude. I'm the biggest Zelda fan on the planet. All right, but like they, they, I, they, they're, they're you, they, they always commit the cardinal sin for me, which is fucking. You you put a puzzle in the game that's impossible to solve without looking it up, or at least it doesn't convey the information I need to be able to solve the puzzle. Which is, hey, put a bomb here, dumbass. Or, you know, they could have had something there that said, oh, this is what you're supposed to do. But, like, the bombs, it wasn't even a dungeon where you're like, oh, I found the bombs. I should be bombing everything right now. No, it wasn't. But, anyway, what was I saying before that? You're, bitch, you're talking about a new Chinese pocket. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you went on, like, a <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so this thing's great uh <laughs> um i got the yellow one they've got like a bunch of colors now they only had three colors that came out but uh it's only 80 dollars too which a lot of these um especially ones that can actually run games like it can do n64 it can do a little bit of dreamcast like a lot of these are way more expensive, like twice the price, but this one's only eighty bucks, and it's just it's really good. So that's all I gotta say. Um, Check it out. I want something <laughs> that can like run older games. Yeah, I, was like, I love my Switch, but fuck, that's not exactly a portable machine. 
Yeah, that was a thing. Like I found I hacked I hacked the fuck out of my Switch and put RetroArch on it. <laughs> and I got banned. I got banned from the Nintendo network. Um so for me it just turned into like a RetroArch console, like a portable RetroArch console, but I'm like this is too big, man. Like I can't I can't take this places. Or like I can, but I'm going to have to put like a a backpack or put in a bag or something but no something like this i can just throw in my pocket and it runs full fat android i can just load it up with games and go okay i'll check Uh-oh. it out then i've been looking for like uh like 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 a like a, like a, like a portable gaming machine that i could put a bunch of old school games on yeah and this looks like it'll do it <laughs> it's not too expensive for the games yeah. i want to play i mainly just want to play game boy advance games to be honest yeah, it'll it'll do it all. Shout out to Wondering Raven for the for the follow. But yeah, so that's all I've been playing. Just some old shit. Was... Good shit. Good shit. Uh we had a bunch of news to talk about. Well, not a lot of news, but it's worth talking about, I like to say. Like it's uh, it got a little leaky last night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some leaks sprang, and I, it was the end of the world for it seemed like. <laughs> yeah, uh, the, one of the biggest thing is the uh, Microsoft just uh, premiered the Xbox Series S, which is probably one of the weirder designs I've seen for a console. Shit looks like a fucking speaker. I like it. I mean, uh, the, the... I, I don't know if I like it or not, but I do like how how thin it is. It is a really small console. It's meant to be there. Their discless all digital machine. Yeah, yeah. Clay says it looks better than PS Five. I would agree with that. I, I'd argue that too. The PS5 Damn sure, a lot cool. smaller than the PS Five. So, I mean, it better be because it's fucking. Remember when the Xbox One released their discless model, and it was the same size as the uh, as the regular one. It just didn't have a disc tray. Like that was bullshit. I'm glad that they're embracing this discless design and it's smaller, thinner, and sleeker because of it. Um, on top of that, uh, it has the performance to back it up, a 1440 resolution, 120 FPS with 4K upscaling. Um, and it has a custom 512 gigabyte SSD, which is great because that cuts down on load time substantially. I think by default, any system coming out should, should run SSD. Well, that's the that's the big thing with these consoles is that SSD, that SSD, <laughs> that SSD, that ass SSD. <laughs> um, the price it sets a drop on November tenth. It's a two ninety nine price tag. Uh, with their with the Xbox, all financing twenty five dollars a month. Which I mean, if you're gonna buy it, just save the money and buy it. Don't do this financing thing. You know, it's twenty five dollars. By the end of it, it's going to be way more than what the system's worth. Well, here's the thing that the financing plan there, which I put in uh, the footnotes here, is that financing plan is zero percent interest. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Wait. So you you worked at Best Buy? Did you? They've they've had this they've had this plan since Xbox One X, I think, came out. It's called the the Xbox All Access. Did you 
you, did you ever sell anyone th- this plan? No, uh, we never offered any other financing except for our in-house financing. Which, for a console like that, you would have got a year no interest anyway. Weird. Yeah. Because they do list Best Buy down here as the uh, as one they of their partners. Probably, but <laughs> They probably started doing it after I left. I haven't worked at Best Buy in like two years. Uh, but, I see, I think that this is a incredibly good deal to to take especially since it it, it comes with a full year i mean look it's a digital console anyway so it it comes with a full year of game pass so and that right there is like you buy the console you got all the games you could ever want just right there that's true it's not bad i mean i we've, we've we've touted game pass before it's a fucking fantastic service it is a phenomenal service, Game Pass. Um, I cannot express how much I love it. And <clears throat> I'm glad, <clears throat> excuse me, there's a discless console that can take advantage of it. And if you could finance, I mean, $25 a month, that's about $300 after a year. I don't know how long that plan's set to go for. Um, but if it's like, if you can pay it off in like a year and you have zero interest on it and you got a full year of Game Pass... That's not a bad deal, man. <laughs> I fucking take that up. Yeah, I didn't already but have a PC that can play most of those games. This is just a very smart move from, yeah. and this is exactly what I said they were going to do. Like they they were going to undercut. They were going to come in they're at extremely low price that they're going to make up for. They're going to make up with their services. Like they're they're very service focused right now, and that's. That's the that's a way better plan than Sony just doing the same thing. Like, oh, we're just yeah, we're building another console. It's another console. You know how it goes. Yeah, we'll see if people are ready to embrace it. Uh, but I mean, if if you, if you aren't like, if you're like, oh, I don't want a discless console, they still have their regular model. You can pop discs in if like that's important to you. So it is yeah. a good move by Sony offering that option. And it comes at a lower price point too. Is people who want to like test the waters on this total service focused console, which I'm I'm cool with, man. Like it, it looks awesome. It's a great service. Um, we've already talked about how great Game Pass is. Good move, Microsoft. That's all I have to say. Good move. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think I said this before, but I know people have their platform allegiances. You know, yeah. it's Sony. Sony's got great games but like this is this is good shit right here for yeah. like this is very pro consumer i think yeah. at I least agree. in terms of just in terms of the price point and the services you're getting with it it's if you've been on that sony train for a while and you're just looking at the next one just because you've always been sony you might want to think again me i'm yeah. a pc guy so i'm not going to buy this anyway but yes. <laughs> if I if I weren't if I didn't have a PC, I would be getting this. Yeah, same. Because like, here, here's the thing with with uh, Microsoft that I like is that they kind of let you play your own way. Like a lot of their exclusives are on PC now. Like when the Xbox One first got announced, I was like, "Fuck, I need to buy an Xbox so I could play Rare Replay, Killer Instinct, Sunset Overdrive, and Halo." And now most of those are on PC. 
Except for Rare Replay. I mean, fucking get on that, Microsoft. Yeah, they're, they're missing their big opportunity yeah. with that. I will give you money for Rare Replay on PC. I will give you a lot of money for Rare Replay on PC. I'll give you a reasonable amount of money. Let me backtrack there. <laughs> I want to play Andrew Kazooie, but not that bad. Um, <laughs> E-Man I'll in the house. Aside, I'll jokes aside, though. They should put Rare Replay on PC. Like, why, why haven't they done it yet? Yeah. But, yeah, so that's a Series S. Um, there's rumors. Word on the street is, I didn't write this down anywhere, but word on the street is Sony's coming out with some announcement tomorrow. So we'll, we'll see if that happens. We'll have to wait and see then. Uh, hopefully they could announce something that uh, might shake the boat a little bit. Knowing Sony, probably not. They like to play it safe. Yeah, I'm doubting it. I mean, they're definitely not going to be able to match that price. So Yeah. I mean, we'll see. Fingers crossed. Yeah. I like competition, man. I, I do. I like competition. That price? Okay, they can't match that price. But what they could do is try to come out ahead and launch before. Because if they're out first and no one has any other option, I mean, it's still tough just knowing that, that, knowing that the Xbox is right around the corner. And how yeah. cheap it is. It's like, I'll just wait for that. But if they can come out first, I, I, it, they could sway people to just get it. Well, we'll see. Yeah, we'll um, see. This happened last week, but we didn't talk about it. The uh, GeForce RTX 30 series. Oh, yeah, dude. Fucking. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited for the RTX 30. Mainly because now the twenty is going to drop in price. I can finally afford one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you're <laughs> if you bought a twenty eighty Ti, if you if you got one of those bad boys, you better act fast and try to sell that thing before before people know about this shit because uh, them shits are going to be devalued. Yeah, because. Here's the thing. Their, their, their starting model, which is the 3070, is already faster than the 2080 Ti. And it's starting at 499 which the 2080 Ti started at, like, 1200 So, yeah, you know, if you spent money on a 2080 Ti, I'm sorry. <laughs> that that yeah. sucks, dude. That sucks to be you. <laughs> But fuck, dude, the performance on some of these are crazy. Their their 3080 is twice as fast as the 2080 at the same price. And their 3090, what is that, BF GPU is Yeah, that's the tag name for it, BFG, big fucking GPU. Which it is big fucking, it's... (laughs) It's huge. Yeah, like, I I will not be able to fit. I can't even fit. I'm not even sure I can fit a 3070 in my case. I'm a, uh, I'm a small form factor boy, so. So, here's what's funny. Like, when I built my computer, the case I got initially was too small. Like, there wasn't enough airflow. So, my gate, my, pop, my system kept shutting down from overheating. So, I overcompensated by buying a, uh, by buying a, a bigger, uh, bigger case than I needed. So, I have a huge fucking case. And he's, like, two arms to carry. And I still don't think I could fit that fucking GPU in it. <laughs> like, I saw the dimensions, and I'm like, ooh, it's going to be a tight fit. <laughs> it 
if it can. Like it's it's insane, dude, how big that thing is. But the performance, oh my god. Yeah, oh they demonstrated god. they demonstrated that thirty ninety running in eight K with I think it was like control and doom. I think. Yeah. Shit, that was insane, dude. Which I don't even like, know what's how many eight K monitors are out there. Not a lot. If any. Not a lot. Uh, At least like that you can just that are that are easy to get a hold of. Not too many. I I suppose some you can just walk into a store and buy one. Actually, let's look it up. You you could just like do like four four K monitors and just you know just panel them out. But that that's that's very much a. I, I would have loved to see a benchmark on Microsoft Flight Simulator. Because that's very much the new Can It Run Crisis yes. game. Yeah, they should have done a demonstration on Microsoft Flight Simulator if they wanted to show us what that 3090 can do. Yeah. <coughs> but they uh, they announced some new stuff as well for oh, yeah. for all cards. They announced... Oh, by the way, so the, the 3090 is coming out... Uh, the 3080 is coming out first on September 17th. That's like a week and a half from now. Uh, then the 3090s coming out September 24, and then the 3070s coming out sometime in October. So pretty soon here, not long of a wait. Those I'm are probably like, gonna sell out very fast. Yeah, I'm like debating because like I'm running a 1060 right now, so I'm like, should I just get a 20 series? But the starting price in the 3070 is like 499, so. Yeah, I mean, like, how how much is the twenty series really going to drop? That's going to make it worth like being behind. You know what I mean? I mean, any price reduction is good in my book. Like, if you can save some money, save some money. Like, you can get a thir- you can get a twenty sixty right now for three hundred. So, if that drops at all, that that would be. I can yeah. see people jumping on that as like their like first like my first PC. Type of like type card. Is not, not a bad one to jump into. Like that's what I've been looking at. My sixty is great. That's a that's yeah. a fourteen forty p card. Like yeah. that'll do you. That'll do you. Um, that'll do you real good. Yeah, like that's what I'm looking at because as I said in the last podcast, when they released the uh, <laughs> the recommended specs for um, for uh, Cyberpunk, my computer cannot run it. <laughs> I need to upgrade my graphics card. So. This will be good. Uh, if we if we do see a price decrease in the twenty series, I'll definitely be hopping on that so I can finally play a uh, Cyberpunk when it drops. Which luckily that's not dropping until November, right? Cyberpunk. I think it's November. Yeah. Cool. So these cards will be out, so I could get myself a a value twenty sixty by then. <laughs> um, Grumble says doubt a thirty sixty would be that much later than the. Three they announced. I'm yeah, I'm gonna agree with that. Like if anything, I would get I would wait personally, I would wait for a thirty sixty and and that would be the one I would get. Because for one thing it'd be a lot smaller. It might be a lot less power consuming. because um, yeah, like I said, I run an ITX case. So there's not a lot of not a lot of room to breathe in my case. So You think they're the gonna announce the thirty sixty before like when when are these set to drop in September? September seventeenth, September twenty fourth. 
not probably not before they drop, but I'm thinking like next month, like maybe October. They'll say it's coming out in November, yeah, like something. Keep like an eye open, then I'll probably wait because the big concern is I want to play Cyberpunk. So yeah, it takes longer than Cyberpunk's release. I'm just gonna bite the bullet and buy it 2016. Yeah, but we'll see what happens. But I'm excited, dude. Like they announced a couple cool things too: uh, ray tracing and DLS coming to Fortnite. So you know. If you're not playing Fortnite on phone, that's a good thing for you. Like, how many people are really like buying this like high end gaming computers that can play Fortnite? I'm curious. Nobody. Mo- I'm, I, most people are buying. Most people are running that game on phones first of all, yeah, and and consoles like second, and then PC. They're running them on like integrated graphics. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like. I mean, that's good for you if you, but chances are if you have the money to drop on a rig like that that can support ray tracing and DLSS, you're probably not playing Fortnite. Yeah. For, and also, and if, you if, you're, if, you. if you're buying if you a, you. if you're, if you're, if you're buying your 2080 Ti and you're like, check it out, guys, look at Fortnite ray tracing. It's like, man, you. <laughs> Did make better decisions, but <laughs> uh, yeah, Reflex is a new technology they announced that can reduce uh, display latency up to fifty percent. Uh, so that's fucking dope. I just wonder if monitor that's that or work with like any default. They said they said that's a. I, I'm actually not sure. Yeah. Not sure about that. Something similar is like, yeah, but to make that you need a G Sync monitor. So I wonder if you need like an NVIDIA reflex monitor to even take advantage of that tech. Um, if not, cool. Do you, I they, mean, they said the only thing you need is an RTX card. All right. So it's it's all the right. it's a um it's an RTX tech technology, not a display technology. Okay, if that's the case, then cool. If all we need is the card, that's a new feature. Yeah, that might be worth looking into. Does it? Is that exclusive to RTX cards, or is that exclusive to the thirty line of cards? That'll be all you RTX know? cards, so twenty series oh, as well. We there we yeah. go. Yeah, everything, everything, all this new tech they announce is all RTX cards, not just thirty. Good shit. Uh, they also announced the Nvidia Broadcast. Uh, it's a live streaming tool suite. So you wouldn't need uh, green screens and tools to do a lot of that cool live streaming shit you see uh, bigger streamers than us do. Um, I'm not yeah. quite sure that's going to work. How do you completely eliminate green screens? Um, what kind of tech is for that? That actually already oh. exists. I know. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, Logitech has a camera that can, like, it, it uses, like, depth. It uses, mm. like, depth and AI to say, okay, here's here's what's in focus. So we're going to blur out everything, or we're going to remove everything that's not in focus. Ah, uh, um, okay. Like that already that's does cool. that. They're they're enhancing it a bit by using like AI shit, like the uh, from your okay. from your graphics card. So, but they already have what they already have right now that's been running in beta that I've tried out, which works pretty well. Is the yeah. the voice the RTX voice stuff? It like it it eliminates background noise. 
Oh yeah, you're telling me about that. And I saw I saw a demonstration on that too. It's fucking insane. Yeah. Yeah, it's it really cool. Like it eliminates like a fan in the background and keyboard clicks. It's crazy. Yeah. It's uh it's really cool, but you could tell it was very beta. So yeah. I would I would love to see the, the finished product. Yeah, me too. Even the beta, like it didn't work perfectly, but it worked well enough that like, you know, I wanted to see where it goes. Yeah. It was an amazing proof of concept. Um, next, they announced uh, the NVIDIA Omniverse Machinima. It's an engine that can be used to create cinematics, animations, and machinima. Which, are machinimas like still a thing? Like, are people still doing those? Yes, but for, like, porn. <laughs> You're not wrong. Um, <laughs> not that I would know. I'm a good Catholic boy um, oh of course of course <laughs> you know but i've heard from from my from heathens yeah that source filmmakers being used to make pornography well pray for those guys because they're gonna have whole new levels of reality here with uh this nvidia tech because uh this stuff looks great like I don't know if it. I don't, they say it just load in assets from, like devs can put put it in their games and they can just load in assets and just make and just load them into this suite and just make animations and machine them out of them. So really cool stuff. If um, if if it uh, yeah, it seems like a more like in depth version of like what Source Filmmaker and Gary's Mob are doing. Yeah. Which I'm, I'm cool with, man. Anything that lets people like, stretch their creative muscles, I'm down with. Uh, what I want to do is I wonder how that's going to affect like indie game development. If they have this technology to make these uh, these cutscenes, but we'll see. <coughs> Jesus. Uh, next, we have NVIDIA RTX IO, uh, which you described as basically what the next-gen consoles will be doing. Uh, the GPU will be able to transfer, compress, and decompress assets directly from storage to GPU memory at over 14 gigabytes per second, which would definitely cut down on loading times, uh, rendering times, uh, stuff like texture popping will be completely eliminated with that. Yeah. Um, yeah Just load, load down- times in general. Like that's, so that's the, oh shit. That's the biggest thing about the, 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 the storage limitations and the, and the, well, the bottleneck was the, the CPU, was that they relied on the CPU and whatever storage you had to compress and decompress all the assets that it needed before it could send it to your to your graphics uh, your yeah. graphics memory. But now, well, what the consoles are going to be doing is you know they they've built they've built all their own solutions, custom built. That's why when you see the you know when you see Mark Cerny talking about the the, what, what do they call it? The Medusa engine, <laughs> or like something like that. Um, like yeah, you hear him talking talking about that. Talk about. Yeah, that's basically what that is. It's it's and yeah. So this is which, basically catching up with that, which I'm cool with because like because now that it's going to be on PC, <clears throat> excuse me, that's not just going to be for gaming. You know, if you do things like. Video, re- video editing, photo editing, that'll also help a lot with render time, too. Yeah. So, not just for gaming, which is fantastic. 
Uh, we'll have to wait and see what uh, what they do, man. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited to see uh, to see that come out. And again, this is for all RTX cards, so you can get you don't have to buy into the 30 series. You can buy it on a 20 and still get these awesome benefits. Actually, um, that I think that well, might that, just be. That should be 30. That might only be 30 series because the 30 series is built on PCIe Gen 4. Ah, okay. I didn't think which about is, that. Which is faster. I'm, you know, I'm not totally sure. Maybe they could back. Because I know, so you see, um, I got a little screen up here that says supports Microsoft Direct Storage for Windows. So Microsoft is actually, they teamed up with Intel, I think, to develop their own solution for people who don't, who aren't upgrading to the latest shit. Uh, Microsoft has their own solution for Windows that'll, I think it uses your RAM, your system RAM, mm. uh, to like offload stuff there and then transfer your memory. So, okay. We'll have to wait and see what comes out then. Uh, I'm excited to see it. Um, in less exciting, but still surprising news, Minecraft PS4 is getting a PSVR support, which <laughs> I don't think anyone saw that coming. Yeah, this came came out of nowhere, I think. I don't know if they announced this beforehand or they slapped people across the face with this, but yeah, Minecraft, which is owned by uh, Microsoft, uh, they, they came out and announced on the PlayStation blog that they're adding PSVR support, which is really cool. Uh, when I had a... When I had an HTC Vive... I will tell you that the most impressive I think the most impressive thing I did in VR was Minecraft. Really? Yeah. <laughs> By like a long shot. It was like this is what this was like early though, so like the shit that was that I had to try back then wasn't what was available now. But it was like the only thing where you could just fully walk around, explore you know, swing your remote and mine shit. And it was the only thing that existed. It just had a fully explorable world. It was just the coolest thing. You could like, you can crouch just by ducking. Um, you can jump by jumping. It was, it was really, it was really cool. That wasn't even official. That was a hack. Like, I don't think there's any official Minecraft VR thing. Which aside from, because I think popular Minecraft is, you'd think it'd be more popular. Right? Did that HoloLens thing ever come out? I don't know. That's a good question. That that just kind of got announced. I don't know what happened after that. Yeah. It was like that augmented reality thing Microsoft was working on, right? Yeah. I don't know. While you're looking that up, um, it, it's crazy that it hasn't been done in official capacity before because Minecraft is almost perfect for VR. You know, it's a really big game. It's immersive. But not just that. Uh, graphically, the game's not too demanding. So it could run pretty well on most machines without a lot of power input. So it surprised me it hasn't been done sooner, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Clay in the chat says, uh, which, by the way, we do this live every Tuesday, twitch.tv slash Gameoverse. And Clay Doggy in the chat says, HoloLens wasn't ever released commercially, but it is being Uh, used. I know they did market it as like a training thing for... Like if you're plumbing, <laughs> like if you're a new plumber, you could put this thing on and it would just like, you know, augment reality, reality, your, the instructions for how to do shit. Or if you're like cooking in your kitchen 
and you put it on, it'd be like, oh, here's your cookbook. Augment it on your cutting board so type shit. Cool. But yeah, I, I don't think it ever... They don't talk about it anymore. I don't know if it's if they just gave up on it or because it's 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 interesting. The the biggest interesting thing I think is that here's a here's a Microsoft owned studio putting out yeah. a thing that Microsoft doesn't have. Like this is they're giving their their competition a reason to kind of succeed here where they're failing. Yeah, where I think is interesting. <laughs> I mean, Microsoft, Microsoft plays the long game, man. We'll have to wait and see what, what they have planned out. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, if it, if it were me, I would have, I would make sure that I had a solution on my platform before I gave it to other platforms. Like, it's it's nice yeah. to share. Okay, yeah, $3,500 for a HoloLens. Very nice. <coughs> um, It works pretty, it works pretty much how you'd expect. Um, it's added on as a free update, so you don't have to pay anything for it. As long as you have VR, you can use it. Uh, you use your DualShock 4 controller to move around, craft, and fight. Uh, you know, standard things you do, but you use the the headset to actually look around and be immersed in the game. Um, which, that's one Seems... thing that's always bugged me about, like, Sony VR, that you're still using a controller to play most of those games. Yeah, I've always said that that fucking piece of shit controller... The PlayStation Move controller is that thing's biggest fucking crutch. Um, that thing's second biggest crutch is the camera. And just the way it handles the entire VR situation in general, like that whole thing needs yeah. a complete rehaul. But yeah. starting with that controller, it's its biggest crutch. Because as soon as that light, as soon as you do a movement where it can't see that light, everything breaks. Or as Not soon as you turn that, around, like- everything breaks. Not just that, but correct me if I'm wrong, but the Move controllers don't have analog sticks, do they? They do. They do. They do okay, because I don't think they did when they released. No, I think they they always did. They did? Okay. Yeah, sure. yeah. Yeah, they had sticks and uh, triggers. I, right. I I can tell you that because I bought I bought it when it came out. <laughs> I played Killzone with it, and I played... Uh, what else did I play? I played that magic game they had, that Harry Potter game. It wasn't Harry Potter, but... You can tell they wanted to be Harry Potter, but that game sucked. <laughs> Sorcery, I think it was called, or something like that. But something like that. I remember you playing on the stream. Yeah, so that that that's where this announcement kind of fails. Is that you're you're not able to actually swing your sword and do VR shit. You're still holding a controller, which is a huge disconnect yeah. when you're when you're trying to immerse yourself in the world. But you know, at the very least, it's it's a bit, it's there for people who want it. Uh, PSVR, you know, it's, I'm I'm impressed they're still going full strength on PSVR. Yeah, well, they kind they they kind of have to with how much money they put into it. When I was still at Best Buy, we had like a PlayStation VR rep who would be at our store like five days a week, like wow demonstrations. Yeah, dude. Uh, she would be at the store like five days a week. She had a little booth set up. She was doing demonstrations, showing games off. And there was a line of people there to like try it out. Like it was, it was crazy. Like they put a lot of money into this. Did you guys sell a lot from that? Oh yeah. Hmm. Oh, yeah. 
she like she is personally responsible because her and I were really cool because I'd go over and talk with her, and like no one else. So the culture at Best Buy is you don't talk to other representatives. We have we would have reps from like Intel, HP, Sony, Samsung, uh, Microsoft. They would all come in and like they would provide assistance in the sense that they were there to like talk about their products. But they weren't Best Buy employees. They couldn't they couldn't sell any of that shit. So they would call you to ring it up. And there's this kind of culture there, like, oh, don't talk to the help, basically. Huh. Interesting. But I ignored yeah, I ignored that. Well, the idea was that, oh, they're not employees of Best Buy, so don't associate with them. Even though they're there to help you, which is stupid. I don't know what my managers were thinking. Yeah, was that uh, just I, was that was that just something they, they were just telling you for that store, or was that like a corporate like you no, know, this is coming from corporate? Have, they don't. I'm glad you got that. I'm glad you brought that up. So corporate never officially said like, "Oh, don't talk to the reps." Yeah, uh, but it was just a culture at Best Buy itself, and it wasn't just my store. I had a buddy who she works for uh, Intel. She worked for Intel for a while, and that was part of her job going to different stores, uh, Best Buy and Target to shell like Intel stuff and talk about Intel products. And she said every store she went to like Best Buy associates would ignore her. Uh, they wouldn't talk with their management would discourage like socializing with them. I don't know what the fucking mindset was, but Crazy. because of that, yeah, because of that, like I ignored it. Cause I was like, dude, fuck that. She's here to sell our shit. So Whenever she would sell a VR or someone to buy one, she would call me over to come ring it out. So she personally, like, helped me. Uh, she personally helped me a bonus that month. Yeah, I want to say, even though bonuses aren't like a singular thing, it's all or nothing. The whole store bonuses are we don't, but she personally helped me like exceed my numbers, and I got some pretty good pat on the backs and some rewards for management for that. So if you're listening, Andrea, thank you. <laughs> Yeah, dude, you should get her on the podcast. Uh, she doesn't do like Sony VR stuff anymore. She's an actress. So that's what she's doing now. She's an actress and a comedian. Oh. Uh, she's super into gaming. I still talk with her sometimes. She's pretty cool. Well, Minecraft PSVR, that's coming later this month. So, and that'll be a free yep. update as well. So, yep. you don't got to buy anything, just update your game and jump into VR. Which isn't bad. I mean, Minecraft itself is like, what, like 20 bucks right now? So. Yeah. I've been meaning to get back into Minecraft. Just to <laughs> not get back into it because I was never into it in the first place, but. Yeah. I don't know. It's just a chill game. Yeah. It's it's a fun, like, game you can kind of turn your brain off with and relax with. Yeah. It's like Animal Crossing, but a little bit more engaging. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> We got some new trailers. Uh, Cyberpunk and Doom Eternal both got uh, <coughs> RTX 30 series gameplay uh, with the Doom Eternal trailer running specifically on the RTX 3080. And they both look phenomenal. Like, that's all I can say. They look crazy good. Yeah, this is this will. I've I've not like every time I see Cyberpunk gameplay, I'm like, it's the same game. Cause I've, I've been purposely avoiding watching shit about this game because I just want to experience it when it comes out experience it for myself every time i see something you know, for this i'm like the boy this that you can do that in this game yeah, <laughs> like it's, I, insane. I, it's insane this is like i think this is gonna be game of the decade dude like i'm, I'm excited i am so excited for cyberpunk man um every time they announced it i'm like 
I'm down. I'm like, let's do this. Um, but no, it both looks impressive. Uh, my monitor only goes up to like 1440. So I couldn't see, like, I couldn't enjoy the, the 4k 60 FPS gameplay the way God intended. But even then, like at 1440, it looks, well, YouTube only runs at like 1080 between like 1080 and 4k anyway. So whatever, it still looked like phenomenal. Like it looked really good. I was I was really impressed with it. Okay, now this is coming from someone who played Doom Eternal, start to finish. So I, I remember I, I remembered most of the scenes that they were showing off in the gameplay trailer, and I was like, it was like a totally different game, dude. It was crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It goes like resolution go- does go a long way, but yeah. I would I would easily train trade uh, resolution for frame rate. I mean, my first of all, my my monitor. I play on like a I play on a Vizio TV, so oh yeah, not like I'm not the guy to ask for like yeah, I gotta get that fucking. So if we like go back to the the Nvidia, um, what was it called again? The Nvidia Reflex shit. Was that, yeah. that what it was? Yeah, there that thing they were they were showing 360 hertz, and I'm like. Who has a monitor? Well, they were showing that because they had a monitor that they were releasing a new monitor that was 360 hertz. And it's I'm like, point. it's the talking where people people who want to future proof themselves. They're like, oh, I got this. Like, I don't know when I'm going to get a 360 hertz monitor, but I can. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? Those people I'm, who want to have the money to buy in this early and future-proof themselves for the I'm sure it looks great. Like my phone is 90 hertz, I think, or it might be 120, but you can tell. Like my yeah. phone, my phone has the best display I've ever had in my life, <laughs> and yeah. you can tell it looks it's great. But it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, uh, my monitor is like 75 hertz, and it looks just a little bit over 60. I'm like, holy shit! Like when I play games, yeah. 75, it's like wow. Yeah. Um, in other news, we got uh, Shin Megami Tensei 3 Nocturne HD Remaster. That there was we go. a long name. <laughs> got a new preview. It's all in Japanese, so I don't, I don't fucking speak Japanese. But yeah, well, this, is the game this looks, your game, though. Yeah, the game looks gorgeous, dude. Like, uh, I've never played Nocturne. I know the SMT fans in the back are like, oh, blasphemy. You're not a real SMT fan. Maybe I'm not, but whatever. Fuck you. Um, Nocturne looks really good. Uh, like, graphically speaking, the game looks really nice. Like, the textures look like they've, they've been updated quite a bit. The lighting effects look a lot better than they did on the PS2. Um, I'm excited for it, dude. That's all I could say. I'm excited for Nocturne. I've never had a chance to play it. I'm glad I can. Um, a fun fact, Nocturne got three versions when it first came out in Japan. There is a standard, the Maniacs edition, and like one other version, I can't remember what they called it, that tweaked some of the uh, gameplay and fixed some of the glitches that were found in the Maniacs. Uh, the U.S. only got the Maniacs version. So this, Jap- this, uh, this HD remaster is based on the third version Japan got that we never got here. So even if you've already played Nocturne in the States or in Europe, it's still a different version of what you played. So it's still worth looking into. And I'm excited. That's going to be like my first experience with Nocturne. 
Um, I don't have a lot to say about it. I mean, everything we talked about, I've talked about past podcasts. I love SMT. I can't wait for Nocturne. I can't wait for SMT 5. These games justified my purchase of a Switch. I mean, you could argue Breath of the Wild did that, but I, re- I really bought the Switch mainly for SMT. And we're getting it. Fantastic. That's all I yeah. have to say. I'm an hour on this topic. <laughs> yeah, my Switch was a Breath of the Wild machine, too. <laughs> oh, now you can play SMT on it. So have fun. Go ham. Is that coming to anything but Switch? Right now, SMT5 is only scheduled to come out on Switch. But Nocturne HD is set to come out on Switch and PS4. Oh, okay. So both both things that I'm not going to buy it on. But here's the thing, though. Um, Atlas has a Tokyo Game Show uh, presentation scheduled, I want to say, like towards the end of September. We talked about it last week, I think, on the podcast. Yeah. And Sega, you know, who owns Atlas, has talked about uh, having a bigger initiative towards uh, PC games and PC gamers. So it's totally possible we could see those games get announced for PC at that presentation. Or at least some older games get announced for PC at that presentation that have never come to PC before. Um, PC, dude, that's the, that's the way to play. Especially yeah, with a controller, as God intended. <laughs> oh, you're going to piss some people off. I love it. No, I'm not. They know. <laughs> um, also for Switch, uh, this literally just got announced today. Uh, Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. Yeah. Which is a prequel to Breath of the Wild. So if you play Breath of the Wild, you know there's this this huge calamity that occurred that basically set all the events of Breath of the Wild into motion. Uh, it's the reason why there are monsters running around the map. It's the reason why Ganon's in power, why Hyrule Castle's been corrupted. Uh, they talk about this huge battle that, that we lost. And now you're here, like, after sleeping for, like, what, like 100 years? Yeah. <laughs> to come back and uh, finish the fight, essentially. Uh, Age of Calamity takes place during that war, that conflict. So you get to play through that. And... It's a uh, Musao like Warriors game, like Dynasty Warriors. Yeah. So what I didn't understand, what I still don't understand, is are they building this? Is this like a DLC to Hyrule Warriors, or is this like its own standalone thing? Okay. Okay. I looked it up. Uh, you can already uh, like Best Buy is already taking pre-orders on it. So like Best Buy, GameStop, Amazon are all taking pre-orders on it. It is a $60 game. Um, at first, I was concerned about it because, <coughs> excuse me, I played Hyrule Warriors. I haven't played on the Switch. I've only played the uh, the new 3DS version, which sounds gross, but it played pretty well. I was surprised with the performance on it. Yeah. And it was a, it was a fun game, but, you know, it was a non-canon spinoff, so I'm wondering how this is going to work. And Nintendo has announced that some of their Breath of the Wild team has have been there consulting with Koei Tecmo to get the game up to their standards. I mean, you can tell, and, dude. Yeah, yeah. Like this, if someone had told me, "Oh, this is like a prequel DLC to to Breath of the Wild," I would have believed it. Yeah, this. Well, even the original Hyrule Warriors that that game is the best. Dynasty Warriors game ever made. I and agree. 
<laughs> like, and it's a damn good Zelda game as well. Like, it's Zelda as fuck. So, yeah, you can you can tell people cared when they made it. Yeah, and the fact the fact that those same people are coming back for the Breath of the Wild prequel, and they're going to have actual members from Breath of the Wild, the Breath of the Wild team, like consulting. Like, I'm down, dude. I'm excited. Like, it looks fun. It looks fun as shit. Uh, the gameplay looks like it's incorporating a lot of those Breath of the Wild features that we're used to. Uh, stuff like uh, <clears throat> uh, diluting time if you perfect dodge. Um, the combat looks like Breath of the Wild with that warrior's kick, you know, taking people. Um, yeah, I was surprised how much of the combat they retained from Breath of the Wild. Even like the bow, yeah. like the midair bow time freeze thing that it does. Yeah. and. The yeah the the flurry strike or whatever the hell it's called when you dodge like it's pretty damn awesome dude like yeah, I great. I I it want looks, it uh, I want it dude, willingly same. dude same looks like looks like you gotta fix your you gotta get your uh, your switch working again or you gotta buy a new <laughs> switch it's just the battery dude I, I have to charge the battery I'm thinking if I open it up you know I'm not gonna do that I'm just gonna. And buy a new one at some point. Wait, I'm gonna wait for the pro, the inevitable pro announcement, and then that's when that's when I'll get one. There you go. Um, I'm excited for it. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, that's all I can say, dude. I'm excited. Like it looks dope. Um, I can't wait. Way to go, Nintendo. You gotta. This is a good idea. Yeah, I wonder if they planned this game ahead of time, or if they were just like. Hey, you know, we could just make a, we have this whole thing that happened a hundred years ago that we like talked about in the game, but never showed. What if we showed it, dude? What if we let you play I, that shit? <laughs> that just gotta have been what happened, dude. There's no way that they just pulled this out of their ass at the last minute. They must have been planning this. Yeah. Um, which I'm cool with. Cause like, that's a really like important part of the game that I would like to see. And from the trailer, it's fully voice acted like the game was. So, yeah, it's going to be dope as shit. Um, By the way, the voices never, never, never fan of the voices. I I didn't hate them. I thought they were they were okay. They got the job done. I wasn't one of those purists that was like, oh, voice acting in a Zelda game. You know, I was never one of those guys. I didn't I'm not a purist. It. I'm not a purist. Like, if you're going to do voice acting, though, it's got to be top flight. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't feel like they hit the mark. I think but some of them are pretty good. Some of them are good. good. Anytime like, Zelda was up on screen with her like flashbacks, I thought those were good. It's been a while since I played it, but I remember one of them being good and not liking the rest of them. So. <laughs> But November twenty um, is that was when that was uh, coming out. Yep, yep. So I'll wait and see. I'll probably end up picking it up. I still need to buy Hyrule Wars Definitive Edition on my Switch. It's good. But, yeah, I, I know it's good. I played it. So they, it originally released on the Wii U. Yeah. And they released like a Hyrule Warriors Legends on the 3DS, the new 3DS, and it ran fine. Like the game ran one of one of two fine. exclusive games on new 3DS. Which, if we're going to talk about that, I was <laughs> pissed because I upgraded to the new 3DS and we got two games. We got Hyrule Warriors and Xenoblade Chronicles. Yeah. 
even some of their big games. I mean, some games got support for it. Like, I think when Pokemon Sun and Moon came out, like a big issue is that the uh, base model 3DS ran like shit. But the new 3DS ran perfectly. I think there's a lot of complaints with that, but that was a huge disappointment for me that we didn't get more like new 3DS games. But I can vouch for the uh, the Hyrule Warriors part. It ran great. Um, I didn't see any sacrifice in performance when I was playing it. But well, we got breaking news here. Oh, yeah? Yeah. This is big. Oh, let's hear it. What is it? Uh, all right, here we go. On... Starting starting today, is it today? I don't know if it's today. What day is it? Today's the eighth. Right, starting tomorrow, <laughs> DJ Max Respect V and all his DLC is half off on Steam. Oh, half. That's one. You've been trying to get me to play, to get that one for a while. <coughs> Excuse me. So what does that what does that mean then? It went from like fifty bucks to twenty five bucks. Yeah, uh, that's got me excited. You've been talking that game up for fucking ever, dude. So, phenomenal game, it. dude. It is, dude, in my know, opinion, in my opinion, the best rhythm game ever made. But you know, I haven't played them all, so I'll I'll refrain from saying that, making that claim, but. Definitely the best one I've ever played. When did you hear it was going on sale? They put, I'm in their Discord. (laughs) You're on the DJ Max Discord? (laughs) Yeah. All right. If it's a good game, man, I'll check it out. Like, if it's going on sale, it's DJ Max Respect V. Oh, it's already on sale. It's $25 right now. Oh, there you go. I guess in Korea time, yeah, they they put it in Korea time, so. That might be worth checking out. Definitely worth checking out. I got to justify to my wife why I'm buying another game. Um, (laughs) She'll love it. Oh, she might, actually. She loves these, like, rhythm games. Uh, There's this, like, arcade by our place uh, that has a lot of Japanese rhythm games, and she loves them, so she might actually like this one. Let's see what she thinks. Um, on some other announcements, we got uh, Crash Bandicoot 4 announced a gameplay reveal for Atana, which looks pretty cool, dude. Like, it looks really similar to Crash, but she's a little bit more um, acrobatic. She's bouncing off of walls. She has a grappling hook and, like, a kick attack. Um, I'm not – I don't know too much on Crash Bandicoot lore, so who is Tana? Do I know who that is? No, I think she's new. Okay. Um, um, it, looks, it looks like a fun game. I'm not going to lie. Watching Tana jump around and like grappling hook dudes and like jumping off walls. Like it looks like it looks like fun. Yeah. Um, there's like, there's more to this game than I thought. Like, especially when they show it at Gamescom, they showed those, um, those like extreme levels that you have to like yeah. beat every level without dying to to unlock the like super challenge modes. Yeah. And then and then like that yeah. like she this character seems like she has all her own stuff. Um there's a lot more to this game than I thought there would be. So Yeah, I was expecting like the gameplay I saw in the uh Crash Insane trilogy just in another game. Yeah. Which I wasn't totally wrong, but each level has like its own gimmick. 
that's exclusive to that level. Kind of reminds me of like Rayman Legends. If you played Rayman Legends, how like every like world has its own like gimmick that you play through, and then at the end of the world, it stops it and you move on to the next world and it has its own gimmick. It kind of reminds me of that, and I really like that in games that vary up the gameplay. Like it, it looks like a fun game. Like watching the gameplay trailers for Crash Four makes me want to go and play the Insane Trilogy. And this is someone who I never grew up with Crash Bandicoot. I never played Crash Bandicoot. And watching this makes me want to play Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> yeah. And watching this makes me want to check the Rule 34 and see if she's uh, already got some damage on her already. <laughs> yeah, I can hear you searching right now. Oh, definitely. That's like, uh... <laughs> That is that is uncouth. <laughs> <laughs> that is uncouth. Man, you... I, I, I'm not. I'm not surprised. I don't know what I was expecting. <laughs> <laughs> this um, this like makes me think of what Rare would be doing if they kept making, uh, like Donkey Kong games. If they kept making, you know, the the typical game that we thought. They would make. I mean, some of them live on and and Platonic is making like ukulele and stuff. But like their games are real adherent to these are the kind of games we used to make. And we're making that again. This is like yeah, this is like more of an evolved. Yeah, this is yeah. evolved in in a, in a much better way. I think. I agree. Because um, that's why I didn't want to get four originally. Because I was like, oh, it's just one through three again. But no, like they added a lot of stuff. It's clearly like a modern Crash Bandicoot game. Yeah. It has a lot of the same things you like about Crash Bandicoot with some more modern sensibilities, uh, some new characters, uh, some new gimmicks. I don't like using the word gimmick because it sounds like a, like a, <clears throat> it sounds like there's not substance to it, but it does add a lot of depth to what you're doing. Yeah. And it looks, it looks cool as fuck, dude. Like I'm, I'm actually like into this game. I kind of want to check it out now. Um, I might, I'm, I'm price checking uh, the Crash Bandicoot trilogy now, so I can play through those and then get excited for four. I might um, have a, I might have some extra copies of that, ooh. maybe. Check yeah. the look, man. It'll save me like thirty bucks. <laughs> um, while you're checking that, we have uh, another trailer: Postal Brain Damaged, which I was not expecting. Yeah, I don't because think anyone expected this. This is not a normal postal game. This is like Doom Eternal. Like it has this weird retro like art style that Postal never had. You know, Postal never had like sprites. Yeah. <laughs> like it's legit like like an action shooter. It's not like this open world sandbox game that the older postals were this is a legit like twitch shooter which i'm okay with because it looks fun as shit so i never really got into the postal games even though i have them i you know i would play like a couple minutes and i'd be like okay (laughs) i kind of got what i needed to get out of it but this is like more this is more my speed yeah, this is like a more traditional like arena shooter, and I'm into that. I, I love the resurgence of these games, man. These like <laughs> me too, me too. The I dusks, never... the Ion Fury, yeah. the kill, ultra kill. Yeah, I'm into it. 
even like AAA games are having that gameplay style, like Doom Eternal and Doom 2016 have that gameplay style too, and I love it. I think something's um, on fire in this house, but I'm going to keep podcasting because I'm a professional. Good for you. <laughs> but I smell smoke. <laughs> That's not good. No, it's not. Oh my god, dude! I got a funny story. This one time when I was in Phoenix, uh, my roommates and I turned on our uh, air conditioner for the first time in our apartment, and we accidentally turned on the heater because it was set to heater. And I guess because we had never turned on the heater before, there was a bunch of dust and shit that was in the vents, and it got burned. Oh! And the whole house started smelling like smoke, and we got freaked out. Oh, maybe that's what I'm smelling. Because we couldn't see a fire, you know? Yeah. We couldn't see a fire. We just smelled burning smoke and we just smelled burning and we're like, what the fuck is that? And the fire alarm starts going off. And I oh, swear shit. to God, it was it was like a Benny Hill skit because you were running around the apartment, like crossing through each other, trying to find where this burning smoke <laughs> came from. And then we were like, maybe it's like an apartment complex wide thing. Maybe all the alarms are going off. So we ran outside and no one else is going outside. And we're like, Oh shit, that's our apartment. So we ran back inside to try to find it. <laughs> After like 20 minutes of the alarm going off, we realized like, oh, it was just the heater. It had never been turned on. So all the dust and cobweb were getting burned up. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what's happening, actually. It's most likely. Uh, your mileage may vary. Your mileage may vary. <laughs> <laughs> we were fine. Nothing got burned down. But I, I, I think we might have been the exception, not the standard. No, yeah, it, it got. Uh, we were talking earlier in the pre-show that um, yeah. it got real cold last night here in, in Colorado, uh, below zero. So I think the you heat kicked from, in. It went from 90 degrees to below zero, like overnight. <laughs> yeah. So the heat kicked in here. And I think that's why I smell hot stuff, but it, it's good. Totally I mean, let's wait till we see a fire. <laughs> we're going to start freaking out. Um. What were we talking about? Yeah. Postal. Uh, postal brain damage looks cool. Yeah. Um, like, I've never been a huge fan of the Postal games. I can see the appeal. You just kind of run around and fuck stuff up. It's the ultimate, like, troll game. But, like like you were explaining, brain damage looks more my speed. Dude, the date on that is late, late 21. Uh, I guess I'll play, uh, I'll play, I'll be playing Ultra Kill until then. That's such a far, like, that game doesn't look like it would take until 2021, well, especially same, late 21. The same team's also working on, because uh, Running With Scissors is making that too, right? Yeah. Yeah, they're also working on a Postal 4. So that's probably why. We got Postal, oh, yeah. Postal 4, uh, was No Regerts? Yeah. You know, that's that's still an early access, so they're probably working on both of them together. That's why it's taking so long. I don't even know that was a thing, man. Yeah, it's it's a thing. It's in uh, <laughs> alpha. It's in early access right now. I mean, it looks fine, but again, it's not my not my cup of tea. Brain damage is my cup of tea. Yeah. Um, and this next announcement both impressed and upset me, and I'll tell you why in a minute. Uh, Blade Runner Enhanced Edition, their cinematic update. Yeah, so I don't know anything about this, so the floor is yours. So I don't know anything about it either, but here's oh. my opinion on it. Uh, so Blade Runner was like a point-and-click adventure game that came out in 1997. 
um, it used full motion video cutscenes. And this cinematic update completely cleans them up. Like it's 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 insane. You're gonna see later in the trailer how much cleaner these cutscenes look. Like right about here, when it shows off like the nightclub. You'll see in a little bit after the fires and stuff. But it's it's night and day, dude. Like how much better, how much cleaner it looks. The fidelity and the FMVs, how those look. It's, Play Doggy it's said, uh, Clay says he had it when this first came out. When did this first come out? 1997. 97? Yeah. And oh, wow. What's, yeah. Yeah. See, dude, it's insane, like, how much better it looks. And it, it, it impresses me because I'm like, holy shit, because full motion videos are compressed videos. So you can't just, like, touch up every model like you can in an actual, like, rendered game you know these are all pre-rendered so the work that went into doing this either they did it all from scratch or do you think that's something you can do like yeah i was thinking you can probably have ai like fudge you still have to like uh, yeah no you got to do work on that ai isn't perfect there's a video that someone developed an ai to clean up fmvs and they tested it with like final fantasy 7 with their backgrounds because their backgrounds are all pre-rendered yeah. And it looks pretty good. Like it's almost on par with this. But again, upres, but, like upresing is different yeah. from like adding more frames where there weren't any. Yeah. Like that's what like modern it, TVs would do. Like if you ever use the smooth motion thing on your on your TV, yeah. that's what it does. It extrapolates between frames and adds a new frame in there. Um but this like, what what did they say the original frame rate was for these? I don't know. I think they showed it in the beginning. But what pisses me off with this... There were 15 frames. How come Night Dive Studios can make something this impressive for a game that... Let's be honest. I mean, Blade Runner is a fantastic movie. But who was asking for this for the game? You know what I mean? Right. Yet Nintendo can't fucking do that for the (laughs) biggest games... Ever like what the fuck, man? Well, especially like Super Mario sixty four, which the work was already done for them. Exactly. Like all they had to do was go to the GitHub repository and just compile a Switch version. But <laughs> or if you want to talk further, Fall Fantasy eight that just got a remaster, like what last year. And even though the character models look fine, the backgrounds all look like shit. Because they're all those same pre-rendered FMV backgrounds. And this game cleans them up like crazy. Why can't these bigger companies... I will argue Square Enix and Nintendo are much bigger than Night Dive Studios. How come they can't do that? Like, what the fuck? They would need... Like, they would have to... They would have to, like, dedicate resources to a thing that they don't know is going to get the return on like it's a waste of money for them to kind of do that whereas a small team like this that's pretty much all they're doing is this so i hear you but it still it pisses me off that like we can't see that from these other big studios but here's night dive like oh yeah we can totally clean up these pre-rendered fmvs Ah, whatever that's that's what upset me when i saw this it's like, where the fuck are Nintendo and Square Enix doing this? And yeah. um, another one that pissed me off again 
was Night Dive Studios' uh, other – no, sorry, 3D Realms' other project. But Night Dive is, like, working with them. Uh, Sin Reloaded is very similar. It bumps that game up from uh, full screen to widescreen. It cleans up the textures, adds new lighting effects, uh, new um, shadow effects. It's another one. Like, when you see this remaster, it's like, holy shit. It is night and day for this, too. And, you know, we have games like, you know, Mario 3D, Super Mario 3D All-Stars coming out. They don't don't put this much work. Uh, even that just came out today, Kingdom of Amalur Re-Reckoning. I'll argue didn't put in that much work either to, re- to remaster their game. But here we are. We have 3D Realms and Night Dive making these like 20 plus year old games look fantastic. This looks good, man. I don't even know. I've never played this, but I've never played it either. And, but I want to now (laughs) after seeing this, wait, I've heard of this. Isn't this that, um, fucking, weren't they comparing this to, did this come out around the same time as half-life? Was this the game that was like, Like they were touting as like there's the Half Life killer, wasn't it? Sin episodes, and it came. It was like episodes. They were like, oh, it was the Half Life killer, and fucking no, it wasn't. Yes, that is exactly what it was. Okay, <laughs> that's uh, exactly what it was. According to the Wikipedia page, it sold like shit because it was directly competing with Half Life. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which is like, <laughs> I've never played this game before. But I do now that this remaster is coming out. I'm like, it looks good, dude. It's crazy. Like, I wish more like remasters like got this treatment. Yeah, especially you know, I know there's like a small audience for this stuff, but there's there's still people who are passionate about it, and it's enough to, and it brings in a new audience as well. Like to me, I you know I look at this and I'm like, yeah, I, you know I might check this out. Yeah, me too. Like it's crazy, dude. It's like a night and day difference. I know I keep saying that, but fuck, like, look at that. Yeah, I know like, we also no do this. Gonna... This is also a uh, audio podcast. So if you're just listening to this on Spotify, uh, just know that we're looking at a game go from bad graphics to very good graphics. <laughs> Yeah, it's God, fuck, that's crazy, dude. <laughs> that's all I can say. It's crazy. I don't have anything else to say about it. Um, Clay got take Clay Doggy says he's leaving. He's going to a meeting. Have fun, dude. Yeah, thanks for stopping by. Um, up next we have Doraemon Story of Seasons, which we talked about. I think on the last podcast we talked about this was coming out soon. Yeah. Which, it looks pretty cool. Uh, Doraemon's a uh, manga from way back in the day. Um, it's a really old Japanese manga. And the game itself looks like a cross of, like, Animal Crossing with, like, Harvest Moon. Probably leaning more on the Harvest Moon side of things, Animal Crossing, now that I look at it. Um, I mean, there's a, there's a market for this game, man. I'm not a big fan of these like farming simulator type games, but there's a market for them. And if you don't have, if for some reason you haven't played Stardew Valley yet, like this looks like a pretty good alternative. I put uh, Stardew Valley on my Retroid Pocket. 
Did you really? Uh, there's an Android version of that, and it uh, totally works in that thing. That's awesome. I need to check that out now. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I I'm also not into these types of games, but at the same time, it seems like there's a lot of these, and to like, it's very rare when one of them hits big. Yeah. Like. To to the point of like be, like becoming prominent, like Stardew Valley's reached prominence, and I don't know if you'd put like Minecraft and Terraria up there as well, but there's not many that hit that level. Like besides Stardew Valley, I think Animal Crossing is like the next one after that that really hit big. Maybe like a Slime Rancher, but that's even that compared to those ones is still pretty pretty small. Um, I don't know how this one's going to perform because it's based on, you know, a manga that a lot, a lot of people know about. I think if you only have a PS4, this looks very uh, Animal Crossing like. Yeah. Especially the way when he gets a bug and he like holds it up and was like, "I caught a stink bug." Yeah. <laughs> like that's the same shit <laughs> Animal Crossing okay. does. That's what I mean. It's like Animal Crossing mixed with like Harvest Moon, Stardew Valley. Um, it's not my cup of tea, but I mean, if this is your type of game, it looks like it's going to be a good one. Yeah, it doesn't look like bad at all. Yeah, if you like if you like farming simulator type games, it looks like it has enough like care and attention to do something different, to do something that can compete with those other those other indie games that have already established themselves in gaming. So you know, you can look forward to that game when it comes out. Uh, that trailer did a lot to impress me. I'm still not going to buy it because it's not my cup of tea, but. I would encourage anyone who's into that game to maybe pick this one up. It looks like it'll it'll do you good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I know we were just talking about like retro shooters. Um, another game that's coming out in the same vein as like these retro shooters is a game called Graven. It's a gritty. The game describes as a gritty action first person puzzler. Um, it reminds me kind of like a Heretic or Hexen. Okay. Like those like FPSs that use magic and have a weird like dark setting. Um, I, I don't know what to say about the gameplay show that didn't t- didn't show off too much except for like shooting. I didn't really see any puzzle solving in here. Yeah. But it looks like it might be fun, it might be worth looking into. It's coming out twenty twenty one, so we'll probably see more gameplay and stuff where as it come out as it comes out. But I'll definitely be uh, following this one with interest. It's crazy how much of these there are now. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm cool with it too. But now, I like, I feel like I need to play them all. Like, I just need to do a marathon of all of these now. Oh, here we go. There's uh, so 3D Realms on their channel. They have a 12 or a 12 minute gameplay trailer showing this game off. <coughs> There's a bit more gameplay in there. And it's straight up like, yeah, it looks about like old school shooters you can get, man. Um, it reminds me a lot of uh, Hexen too, with the magic it has. Or Project Warlock is another one that springs to mind. I know that one came out pretty recently, but it kind of reminds me of it. Or maybe like Dark Messiah reminds me a bit of Dark Messiah too. Yeah. 
I mean, we'll have to wait and see the game, and the game might be awesome. Um, it looks pretty fun so far. Um, I'll probably end up checking it out when that comes out. Is there a date on this? Uh, twenty twenty one is what the uh, release date. Twenty twenty one, crazy! This yeah. looks like it's done already. It does. Three <laughs> realms is also working on all those other remasters we were just talking about. Man, these guys are doing work. Yeah. I mean, the, the next two years are going to be big for 3D Realms. They got a bunch of shit coming out, which I'm cool with. Like, more power to you, man. Keep yeah. these types of games coming, man. I like these types of games. Yeah. I never finish them, but I always, like, dump a good chunk of time into them. Yeah, I think I'm going to do just a day where I just play through a bunch of these. Do it. Stream it. For like a weekend or something. This next one I'm really excited for. Um, I really want to talk about this one because I think we should download it and stream it. Uh, it's Diabotical. <laughs> I wish, okay. first off, A plus uh, pun game on that. I oh, yeah. That. Uh, second, this is a Quake style Twitch FPS arena shooter, a competitive free to play arena shooter with 30 maps. 10 game modes. Honestly, like, and this is coming from someone who liked Quake Champions. This is kind of what Quake Champions should have been, dude. Is this free? It's free to play. Okay. On the Epic Game Store. Oh. So that's a bit of a bummer, but. Wah, I mean, wah, wah. Oh, no, dude. Yeah, this is. Oh, shit, <laughs> right, man. Right. I, when they said Instajib Rifle, I'm like, yo, can I. Can I low gravity that? Can I add some low gravity to that? Can I get mutators? This reminds me of Unreal Tournament, dude. Right? Oh, shit. What is this game? Is this out right now? It is out right now, dude, to play. Downloading downloading right now. I'm not going to download it because I'm streaming right now, but like this is... Yep. Wait, 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 wait. They have Unreal Tournament on the Epic Games Store that's been in limbo forever. But they got they've got this that just comes out. Who's making this? That's a good question. I wasn't paying attention. The GD Studio. Uh, what have they worked on? Don't know. Uh, their YouTube channel is just filled with diabolical stuff. This might be their first game. Okay. Well. Uh, well, the YouTube channel is showing off like League of Legends stuff, but I don't think that's what they've worked on. But they're just hosting like. Competitions and stuff. Hold on. Yeah, this I'm gonna have to play this. Right, I I knew you'd be excited for it. Do you actually watch any of these shows before you put them in the show notes, or do you just no? Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, I just um I go I just find out what's the most popular. But I try to watch some of them, like at the very least. But um, this one I just grabbed because it was just more popular. It was just most popular, so. Um, I like, I kind of like that we watch them. I, I like to watch them before the show, so I have no, I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. But I loved your reaction when you saw this game. This game, dude. I, I I saw the guy pull. He put the thing up on the table and was like, "Are you gonna like this? The point and click rifle, insta jib." And I was like, "Are you? Are you? Are you yeah. Say no more. <laughs> Say no more." But I need, like, mutators. Did they say anything about mutators in this? Because... It has 10 game modes, dude. And 
there was like one game that was like a race in the trailer, so I assume that there's yeah. like mutators and modifiers for game modes you can play. My my bread was, my bread and butter in Unreal Tournament was always insta insta give, low gravity, and it would just be that for five minutes and whoever had the most score and they would just rotate. And that was the most fun. Dude, I I played you have no idea, dude. I played uh Unreal Tournament three, which everyone hates, but I played that shit on PS three when it came out. Um and played nothing but Insta Jib Low Gravity online. And the cool thing about that game, it was just jump in, jump out. So you could just you could just load up a server and just people would just join in and ju- and jump out and they'd get replaced with bots. And man, that was some of the most fun. I, I played so much of that that I was top eleven in the world. Are you serious? Yeah. Not because ah, I was yeah. good. <laughs> Not because I was good, but just because I was playing so much that my like numbers were just high. That's awesome, dude. Well, and plus, here it was- we go. I scratch that itch. I know you were disappointed with Quake Champions when that came out. Um, I liked it. I thought it was a fun game, but I, I never grew up on those like arena shooter style games. So maybe that's why I liked it as much as I did. Yeah. But this looks like this looks like what Quake Champions like should have been. Yeah. And I can do it, dude. Like I, I saw the gameplay and I was like, "Fuck, we got a lot, a lot of really good shooters to talk about, dude." <laughs> Yeah, a lot of shooters. I'm excited for uh, Diabolical. The biggest thing they're doing right is, you know, it's free. I think if, like, yeah. it's it's one, it's a damning thing to be exclusive on Epic. But if you're if you're if you're free to play, then that lessens the blow. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I will I will jump through hoops for free shit. Yeah. Especially a game like this. Like, this looks fun, dude. I am into yeah. this. Um, I'm downloading it right now, so I'll probably uh, play it. Tell you what I think. I would I would oh. download it as soon as we're done with this. <laughs> so I'm going <laughs> to fuck up the stream. <laughs> um, what else have we got? Uh, so that's it for uh, the big gameplay trailers. Uh, for game releases, we have... I don't know how to pronounce that, dude. A V I C I I Avicii Invector. Yeah, it's a single-player music video game. Uh, it was developed by uh, Hello There Games and Wired Productions. Um, I don't know anything about it. This was out. This came out last year. Um, okay. It was dedicated. To, I, I think uh, Avicii passed away like two years ago. Um. And I think they put let's, this out. Let's pretend I don't know who Avicii is. He's an EDM music producer. Ah, okay. Yeah, you'd know his music if you heard it. Oh, probably. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. He had some huge hits. But, um, yeah, I don't think it's a. I don't think it's a rhythm game. I think you just. It's just you make music. <laughs> I think, mm. yeah. I mean, either way, it's coming to Switch today, so that's something to look in, look forward to. Um, another game that came out today, we talked about a little bit earlier, was uh, Kingdom of Amalur Re-Reckoning. Now, have you ever played Kingdom of Amalur? Played a couple minutes of it. 
I it's I don't know. I had a problem with that game. I started at least three times and like I stopped. Like as soon as you get out of the tutorial in the open world, I don't know why I've always stopped there. The game's super linear in that first tutorial. It's not. I would admit it's not the best tutorial, but the big. How can I word it? Um, appeal of the game is that you're kind of unbound by normal RPG conventions. You don't choose a class in that game. It has a very free-flowing class system. To the point, yeah, kind of like Mass Effect Andromeda. I remember how the class system worked in Andromeda. Nope. No, you don't? (laughs) (laughs) So you don't pick a class in the beginning. You don't pick like, oh, I want to be a warrior or a mage or uh, like a rogue you kind of play through the game and you invest points in whatever side you want to do. So if you like, there's might, I think it's like might finesse and magic is what they're called. So might would be things like long swords, uh, long swords, axes, hammers. If you invest points in that, you get more points in might. If you invest points in magic. That's magic. You invest points in things like daggers, bow and arrows. That's finesse. Uh, but the big gimmick of this is that it's free flowing. So you can put whatever points in whatever you want. And your class is based on what you want to do. So, for example, let's say you invest a lot of points in Might and Magic. You can choose the Battle Mage class, which lets you um, restore MP from attacking people. So you can sit there and fire off Magic and use your sword at the same time. Um, it's really cool the way the game does it. I really like the uh, progression, how it lets you play the game however you want. You're not bound to just play with that weapon, that play style. It lets you uh, invest points in what you want and play the game however you want. Um, It's a lot of fun. It plays a bit like God of War mixed with Fable. Yeah. Um, It came out on Xbox 360 forever ago. I want to say like 2012. I might be wrong. I think that's it. I mean, I had um, I had it. I have it on PC, but yeah, me too. I just haven't played it, and yeah. I think I get a sixty percent discount. There's a sixty percent discount if you own the original game. Yes. Uh, so I will be taking advantage of that. I'm debating on it. Uh, from what I was reading, I read reviews on it already because I'm excited for this, and the reviews say that the game. Uh, Graphically speaking, the game's not much better than how it came out. I think the only difference is that it supports a 4K resolution now. But even then, it's kind of finicky. Hmm. Um, a lot of issues the game people didn't like are still there. But it, it's a solid, it's a solid, if not flawed, game. The thing that pisses me off, though, is that Kingdom of Amalur Re-Reckoning is not a definitive edition of the game. Uh, The game has all the original DLC that had come out for it, but it has a new expansion set to come out in a couple months. That is not free. You would have to pay for it. Oh, is that with the... um, There's like a... The Fate Edition, yeah. I was wondering, like, it doesn't tell you what the fuck comes with the Fate Edition. Oh, it's right here now. It wasn't there before. Yeah, okay. No, it comes with the main game, the soundtrack... And Fate Sworn extends the yes. game five plus hours. Expected twenty twenty one. Yes. So that. So I, I did. I say a few months. Yeah. I was <laughs> next year. Um, <clears throat> so that that's another thing that kind of bums me out. It's like you're gonna fucking re-release this game. You're gonna re-release this like eight year old game. 
have the balls to charge me someone who owns the original you're gonna charge me money to play it the this remaster and you're gonna charge me for this new expansion on top of that i guess bullshit <laughs> yeah that's rough yeah um it's I sitting uh i can understand like that game never came out on ps4 and xbox one so i can understand like those consoles getting having to pay separately for because there's no upgrade but I'm literally playing on the same piece, the same machine I bought the original on. So on top of instead of a discount, how about you give me the fucking game and then charge me for the expansion? I'd be fine with that. They just gave me the enhanced edition and charge me for the expansion. The yeah, mixed reviews on that. Steam right now, fifty three percent positive. Yeah, a lot of people are upset that the uh, enhancements almost don't warrant calling it a remaster. It's basically a re-release. It's a glorified re-release. Um, when I saw some comparison videos, it doesn't look that much more impressive than what we got eight years ago, and it's kind of a bummer. Um, But with all that said, dude, Kingdom of Amalur is a fun game, and I've always said that all the issues that game had could be fixed with a sequel. I, I, I hate the way that... uh. THQ is going about this remaster. But I do hope that this remaster does well enough that we get a sequel because this game could work really well with a sequel. Yeah. If a sequel came in to fix a lot of the issues this game had, we could have something really special. Something I would argue that could rival like Witcher or Skyrim. Well, now. I'm well, serious. Now. Big talk. I see the potential here. Just it needs a good studio behind it to pull it off, but we could have a really good RPG here. Sub Joker's mom. <laughs> uh, but that that's my two cents on Kingdom of Amalur. Um Hey Joker's Joker. mom, let let him install Discord. What? <laughs> Joker said his mom says hi. And I say, let him install Discord. It's about it's time. He's a grown man. He can make his own decisions. All right. All right. Um, <clears throat> we have uh, RPG Maker. Which version is this? RPG Maker Five. This is a weird one. Oh God! What is MV? That's that's just what they call it. That's not a number. <laughs> not a Roman numeral. I was like, which fucking Roman numeral is M? Yeah. <laughs> Um, God, uh, I mean, what's, what else can I say about RPG maker? It's been forever. It's been around forever. A lot of games have been made on it. A lot of indie games have been made on it. Um, it's coming out on switch and PS4, which I mean, if you want to make an RPG on PS4 and switch, go ahead. The thing, the thing about the thing about the RPG maker games is that you're supposed to pull in like you're supposed to pull in your own assets, like you can make your own sprites and make your own sprite sheets and then put them into the game. Uh, I don't know how you do that on console, especially especially PS4, which is like very locked down when it comes to like external assets. They do not like that shit. Exactly. So if you that's that's why I'm concerned. Like, how is this gonna do what it's intended on console? Yeah, and it's a very menu heavy game. Yeah. 
I need to see some gameplay of this. Dude, same. Um, that's out already, so if you want to check it out, I'm sure there's gameplay videos to look up. But honestly, if you care enough about RPG Maker, you probably have a PC. Just get it on PC, man. Yeah. Uh, then September 10th, we have Ch- Tell Me Why Chapter 3. Yes. You been and you're, you're excited. You actually like Tell Me Why a lot. I like it. Um, I wouldn't say I like it a lot, but I like it. And... Uh... <laughs> Tell you that. Tell you that she's crazy. Okay. <laughs> right. I can deal with crazy, argue. man. I'm not gonna argue with your mom. <laughs> <coughs> um, um. But yeah, no. Tell me why is it's it's good. It's good. It's a good. It's a good experience. Yeah, you're um, telling me. I I think it is. It's short enough. Here's my problem with these episodic games. Typically, is that. Back back when you were dealing with um, like the Telltales and stuff like that, they were so spread out from when they released that by the time I finished one episode and I was ready for the next one, it had been so long that I'd forgotten what was yeah. happening in the story by the time I, the next episode came out. Yeah, and uh, a big part of that was because like they were literally using the fonts from episode one to fund episode two. Yeah. So on and so forth. Um, so they were literally making it as they went along. Which so, I like and hate it. I like that it let them uh, develop these games that they want to make without having to like bankrupt themselves or cut corners. But, you know, it sucks having to wait fucking weeks to like months to get the next game. Yeah. So <laughs> tell me why it's been, it only has three episodes and they've been coming out weekly. So I've been playing each episode each week. I still remember exactly what happened each week. And this last episode is coming out Thursday. Uh, we will be streaming that right here. Twitch.tv slash Gameoverse. And um, yeah, and that's the finale. So um, I've been enjoying it. So um, yeah, I'm excited to finish the fight. Good for you, man. <laughs> yeah, I'll probably, now not that they're all coming out in one go, I'll probably like check them out. I haven't had. I surprisingly haven't had anything spoiled for me yet. Which, as I say, people are like, are going to DM me like all kinds of spoilers to fuck with me. But we'll see. Um, it's on Game Pass. So I'll probably just play it all in one go, and then have an opinion on it. But we'll see what happens. I'm playing so many games right now. She said, um, "Rick is smart." <laughs> she says she's probably saying that because she hasn't met me, but yeah. Yeah, I'm an idiot. I'm not smart at all. Your words, not mine. <laughs> what is a what is a chancla? A chancla. It's like a like a flip flop. Spanish oh. flip flop. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> coming up next. Uh, also coming up September tenth, we have Vampire: The Masquerade: Shadows of New York, which is like a expansion slash sequel to Vampire the Masquerade Coteries of New York, which we talked about a little bit. I want to say like last year we talked about it. Really? It's been that long? Yeah, I want to say like either last year or earlier this year we talked about it. Um, The Vampire the Masquerade Blank of New York games are like, um, they're like, um, how can I word it? 
Oh, God, I don't know how to explain it. They're based on the Vampire the Masquerade uh, tabletop games, but Coteries of New York specifically and Masquer- and uh, um, Coteries of New York, that series, are like visual novel adventure games. It's kind of way to look at it. It has nothing to do with the new Vampire the Masquerade coming out. Yeah. They're their own standalone thing. Um, actually, that's a lie. I've been told that some characters in these visual novels might show up in the new one, but I haven't, that's just a rumor. I haven't heard anyone confirm it yet. Um, if you like these like text dialogue, heavy, like adventure games, go ahead, pick them up. But I'm, I'm personally waiting for bloodlines too. It's uh, fascinating to me that people play visual novels on console. Is that yes. uh, that's so weird to me? I can understand the switch. You can take it around switch, with sure. you. Like yeah, with you, it's like a book. But to sit like on your couch, you know, watch, turn on your TV, turn on your console, and read a visual novel—that's weird to me. I don't know why it's weird to me. Yeah, I would love weird. to. I would love to talk to someone who's fucking excited about this shit on console. Yeah. <laughs> Like I'm like, hey, why? <laughs> Especially since it's coming out on everything. It's coming out on PC, and by PC I mean like Linux, Mac, Mac, uh, Linux, uh, Linux, Mac OS, and Microsoft Windows, and Switch, and PS4, and Xbox One. Like this, this thing's coming out on everything. Yeah. Surprisingly, not iOS though. You think this would have been made perfectly for iOS? Like, I, I would play this on my iPad. Yeah, like, I feel like mobile is the visual novel place now. I mean, Switch yeah. Switch is really the visual novel place, but it's weird seeing it on Xbox and PS4 to me. <laughs> but, yeah, it's happening, yeah. so. Um, I mean, if you're into that kind of thing, go ahead. As weird and uncomfortable, I think it is to play a visual novel on your couch. Know, with your TV, I mean, if that's how you do, good for you, man. You do you. <laughs> and I think that's it, dude. Unless there's anything else you want to talk about, anything we haven't uh, discussed yet. No, I think that's I think that's everything. Not you know, we 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 did a show on Saturday, so yeah, not too much happened between then and now. Yeah, we had a really long show on Saturday. Uh, well, the show was pretty long too, like two hours. Yeah, well, that's our like sweet spot. So we had a lot. Like I said, there weren't too many topics, but every topic warranted a lot of discussion. Yeah, I'm definitely checking out the diabolical though. I'm downloading that shit right now. Yeah, I will install that as soon as this is done. Uh, Thursday, uh, I'm gonna stream some stuff, man. I just don't know what to play anymore because I do not want to play Avengers, but. I don't know. Check I might like Kill. check what? Check out Ultra Kill. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Grab the demo for that. Definitely gonna be playing Diabolical. That's that's happening without question. <laughs> and Thursday, definitely finishing. Tell me why. Um, there's been some other stuff I want to check out. I just don't know. I don't know what people want to see. So if you see some weird shit pop up on the stream, just know that I just want to check some stuff out and. No one's telling me what they want to see. 
play Persona 5 Royale. I could do that, but I could also wait for it to hit PC. I don't I don't want to buy any more PS4 games. <laughs> I just hey, I got Royale you can get for like what, like 30 bucks now? I don't think it's expensive. Sure. But then I'd have to finish it, and that's a long ass RPG ass RPG. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it so is. and I have Spy I just got Spy oh, I should play Spider Man. I got Spider Man installed. There you go. There you go. Spider Man's yeah. fantastic. I love Spider Man. Yeah. Oh yeah, or, it'll probably be or, or, or Persona Four Golden is on PC right now. That's that's a good one. Yeah, I've played that already. That I've played. Yeah. Yeah. Played Never finished it. No, I play out on Vita, not on stream. But I, when I, so my first Vita game was Persona 4 Golden. I think I told the story before, um, but I was working at this, uh, this store called Kuda Sao, which you've never heard of. That's fine because they, 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 they're typically around like Southwest, like Texas and Arizona. Um, and our discount at the time was cost plus 10%. So I got a Vita for like a hundred dollars. Nice. I didn't even I didn't even want one, but it was like a hundred dollars. Yeah, I'll pick one up for a hundred dollars. So I got the Vita and I went to GameStop to get some pre-owned Vita games. At the time we didn't sell pre-owned games at Buddha Sound. I didn't want to drop all this money on it because my discount didn't apply to new games. So I went to GameStop and I was like, hey, I just got this Vita. Like, what can you recommend me? And the dude was like, oh, here's Persona 4 Golden. Like, this is a great game. If you like RPGs, you'll like this one. I was like, well, I like RPGs, so let me pick that up. Have you not played a Persona game before that? No, this was my first Persona game. Nice. My first first SNT game. And I fell in love with it, dude. I played that exclusively on my Vita. Um, I bought that and Marvel vs. Capcom 3 for my Vita. Gross. Very quickly, yeah, very quickly, I shelved Marvel vs. Capcom 3. And it basically, my, my Vita became a Persona 4 Golden Machine. I played through that game like twice. No, like two and a half times. I almost beat it a third playthrough. I, I dump like, I want to say like 300 plus hours into that game. It is, it's probably one of, if not my favorite game ever. It's so good. Yeah, and not I'm for me, but. I'm sad you didn't finish it. Like, I'm not even like mad. I just, I feel bad for you. Well, like, like the same way, like you feel bad when you see a three-legged puppy. That's what you are. You're a three-legged puppy. Well, or puppy who doesn't like Persona Four Golden. <laughs> well, you damn right. I got three legs. <laughs> I have been telling that joke for years. You're the first person to actually have a good response to it. <laughs> um. No, I don't remember why I didn't finish it. Uh, I just. <laughs> It's long, man. I just don't. It's a long game, dude. I think I I played the I played the hell out of it though. Um, like I played the hell out of it. I got very far. I don't know how co- I don't know how close I was to the end, but I if I had assume I was pretty close to the end. But yeah, I just you know stuff other stuff comes along. And you're like, well, time to time to abandon this one and play this one. So. But, I hear you. It's, it's an easy game to fall out of because it's so long. It's really easy to just like fall out of that game. 
Uh, but I, I like it. <clears throat> I think it's worth playing. And, uh, I mean, if you want to play a game, that's my recommendation for Sona 4 Golden. Sona 4 or, Golden. Um, Diabotical. Or Diabotical. I mean, <laughs> that's definitely something you should stream. Well, yeah, that's that's happening. So, uh, that's I'm going to happen. I, I suck at these games. I don't want people making fun of me. But I'll watch you and make fun of you if you're not good. I'm not, I'm not good. I just enjoy... I, I, I all I want out of that game some instant jib, low gravity. I don't know if you know that. I don't know if you know the glory, man, of that of that combo. Oh. But like that was my bread and butter, man. It's because it's so dumb. Like the beauty of it is that you can't just like you can't just fall to the ground. You gotta like you gotta you gotta think about where you're jumping because if you jump, you're just floating and you're just a a, a, a shooting target, man. It's it's it's. You're, you're a sitting duck. It's it's good, man. It's good, but that's I gotta install it and see if if I can do that. I can yeah I can waste a lot of time in that, but um yeah twitch.tv slash gameoverse um Joker I like your mom because uh, we say fuck a lot and she's okay with that so she's cool. <laughs> Oh, I don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> but, uh, hey, I should play. We got an outro, guys. Remember that thing that I fucked up last time? Let's see if we got it this time. Uh, yeah, Twitch.tv slash Gameoverse. Thursday. Definitely Thursday. Tell me why. Uh, anything after that? Not sure. But, um, yeah, guys. Thanks for stopping by. Thank you. Bye, everybody.